Welcome to the Wannabe Gaming Podcast, Episode 5. It's Tuesday, February 12, 2019. I'm Brett Jackson, and joining me is Michael Dewey. Hey! Yeah, I'm glad you caught that it's Episode 5 this time and not Episode 5 last time. Because, yeah, you called out. Oh, yeah, it was already to do housekeeping. Um, By the way, last week, it was also Episode (laughs) 5. Psych! I, I couldn't help but call you out right away. Um, but yes, I also want to remind everybody to, if you want to engage with us uh, and communicate with us about different topics you're interested in, we are on Twitter at WBGCast. Um, that's WBG and then cast on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow each one of us individually, I am Michael Dewey 99 and Brett is I am Brett Jackson on Twitter. And uh, if you get a chance, please give us a five-star rating if you enjoy the content on iTunes or Google Podcast. Uh, we're located pretty much everywhere, so you, as you're listening to this, you probably are, you know, you know where to find us. Uh, but yeah, you can you can find us all over the place. Please give us a, a five-star rating. Also, want to let you guys know that we might have a little bit of different audio in the background recording at a different time than normal. So if you hear either some stomping around or some kids yelling and screaming, having a good time. Um, or, oh, right there. There's, there's my oldest. Uh, already calling <laughs> me perfect. out. And so, yeah, you will you might hear us uh, having some kids in the background. Um, hold on. We'll just pause real quick. A little behind the curtains here. Hey, Kalia, I'm on my podcast. I can't talk right now. Okay. <laughs> they, this is how it happens, folks. That, yeah, that's right. It's how it happens. Pulling back the curtain. Um, we should add a segment right after like all the intros for like housekeeping mistakes yeah that's what we should do (laughs) mistake time um and correcting last week's wrongs you know what they probably want to do is they probably want to go sledding we have like two feet of snow out here and we went sledding just before uh when i got back and you texted me we clea and i had been gone uh sledding for quite a bit and so i think she wants to go sledding with me and brinley oh that sounds fun i i wanted to go i've always wanted to go sledding around here but we never get enough snow at least where we're at right now. And we only got dumped on for like one day and it's all gone already. Oh, that's a bummer. So what have you been playing this week, Brett? Uh, not as much as usual. Uh, I feel like, let's see, we played, we had game night on Thursday and I feel like it was mostly Overwatch. Uh, we played some Apex with, uh, with Dom before you got on. Uh, just a few matches, and I mean, it was okay. I don't, I don't think Dom's super into battle royales, and I'm not sure if I am either yet. So I guess we'll see. But and then so Overwatch on Thursday, Friday, uh, it was just me and Brian. Uh, so we just played Rocket League all night. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna hop on that night, but uh, it was my mother-in-law's 60th birthday, and so we were setting up for her birthday party on Saturday that Friday night. So. Um, yeah, for you, for those of you that uh, don't know, I mean, we always talk about Brian and Dom. Brian is my brother, uh, and he pretty much only likes Rocket League uh, or or competitive games. So we usually play Rocket League uh, when we get a chance, like every Friday night, at least to start um, just the two of us because we play competitive and stuff. So, but yeah, we played a lot of that. And you guys usually hop on earlier than everybody else too. So, yeah, uh, and then. Uh, I've been trying to get in some Apex like here and there, some more of it because I played a little bit on Thursday and then a little bit with Brian like on Friday right before we started. And and then I played some more, a good chunk like with another friend uh, yesterday, I think. Yeah, uh, yesterday just randomly for maybe like an hour or two. Uh, just I'm just trying to see like uh, what I like about it because I, I, I really like it. I'm just not sure if... I like battle royales, <laughs> um, but there's a lot about it that I enjoy. We can talk more about that later uh, about Apex, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. What about you? Honestly, this week I haven't had time to really play much except for that Thursday night uh, with the birthday party um, that we had to get set up for Saturday, and then with my girls being sick all last week and stuff, I just didn't really have time to be able to play much, so... I did a lot of phone games where, you know, I just tried where I had to lay next to sick kids in bed and entertain myself that way. So really nothing that interesting. I've been watching lots of videos on other games, though, so I'm excited to to talk about other games. But I haven't really been able to have time to play much this this week of anything. So, yeah, yeah, it's been busy. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, the first piece that we wanted to talk about is just a really quick one but microsoft is changing some things up uh microsoft studios which is the name the brand that they use over all their 
game studios. They they didn't used to have that many, but they were buying up stuff left and right. So they actually have a lot now. But they're changing the name to Xbox Game Studios. Uh, I don't think that's really going to do anything, but uh, I just thought it was interesting to see like they have a lot of studios now. Uh, 13 development teams is what they're at right now, which is, uh, I don't know if that's like, it's pretty much double what they used to have. Um, and not all of those are huge AAA teams, but I mean, they have the same AAA teams that they did before with like Halo and Gears, but then they also have the new giant studio that they're making, the initiative. And then they have a lot of the smaller ones that they bought up for like Undead Labs and the people that make what that happy, we happy few and, there's a few others, but yeah. So Xbox Game Studios is now the brand. I feel I I actually saw this today at because it's the Dice Awards or the Dice Development Talks right now. I'm not really sure what Dice is, but I was watching it a little bit today. It it was mainly just like developers and people in the industry talking about things. Um, it's kind of interesting. But they had like this page that goes in between all the talks while music plays. You know, while you're waiting for the next stream yeah. to start with with all the logos. And like the premium sponsors, there's like Nintendo, PlayStation with their logos, and then Microsoft Studios with their like old little like paint swash logo. I, I don't know. It, Xbox just feels like the brand. I feel like Microsoft hasn't still doesn't have a lot of good connotations uh, uh, around Microsoft as a brand. Like they still feel like an enterprise computing yeah. company. <laughs> like it, uh, Xbox has way more like credibility, I think, in the industry. So it, it doesn't. It makes sense why they're changing it, even if it's a just a name. So, do you think but, this is just kind of like a rebranding type thing, since they've acquired so many different companies and stuff that they figure, hey, we need to we need to start restructuring an organization so that things make sense and things can be streamlined and efficiencies and stuff like that, um, and might as well change your name, I guess, from Microsoft Studios to to Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Well, and I don't think like a, for the general public that probably doesn't follow any of this junk. Like when you go and buy an Xbox one, like you probably don't know that Microsoft makes it. I, I'm just, I don't know, but you, you probably don't, <laughs> you probably just think, Hey, it's an Xbox. So when you see the giant, like Microsoft studios logo flash up in front of all those games, you probably don't think anything of it. But I, so I think the Xbox brand has way more far reaching opportunity as just people already know what it is and they know that it's a gaming brand. And I think they have a little bit more trust for it um, than Microsoft as well. So I, it makes sense. Nice. Yeah. And they've also announced some really cool um, Microsoft February, 2019 Xbox game pass um, games. So that I'm really, Oh yeah. This month yeah, is good. I was really impressed with some of the games. Some of them are seem fairly new too. I mean, like you have shadows of, of the tomb Raider walking dead, the complete first season, uh, which, by the way, we should totally do that. Um, <laughs> that one, I'm not sure. I wasn't sure what that is because I feel like that's maybe not be new. I'm there's a few Walking Dead games, and I always get confused because I don't really play any of them. I believe that might be the first season of the Telltale game, which that's pretty old. But I I think that from like hearing people talk about those games, that's the best one in the series. That's the people, the one everyone yeah. like. Um, I think that might be what that is, but yeah, Tomb Raider, uh, I haven't even finished the last Tomb Raider yet, so <laughs> I'm probably not going to jump in there yet, but, uh, maybe that'll get me back in. I've, I, there's, I don't know. There's something about those games that I just could never get hooked on. Uh, I don't, have you ever played the Tomb Raider games? There's no. three of them now. Yeah. They're kind of like, they're kind of like Uncharted. It's like they're trying to do Uncharted, but I mean, it's, it's not a Microsoft only it's, it's on every platform, but. And it it's, plays really well. I think I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I couldn't I couldn't get into it uh, super well. I think it's just because it's so long. If it was a shorter experience with way less collectibles and way less like all that stuff being cluttered around, I just get sidetracked. Like I'm like, oh, I need to collect this stuff. Oh, I need to collect this stuff. And then like five hours in, I'm just like, I haven't made any progress, and I haven't collected anything, and I'm just I'm yeah. just tired of it. If I just like was a story without all the collectibles, I'd probably make it through and be like, oh, that was decent. But yeah, and Crackdown 3 is the other one on Game Pass this month. That comes out on February 15, so that's on Friday. And I don't know about Crackdown, I guess. Do you know anything about Crackdown? Uh, besides um, the people who are in it? <laughs> no. Besides Terry Crews? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, and I, I'm probably not much beyond that. I played 
the original Crackdown a little bit because it's on Bat Compat and it's been free. So I, I've tried that a little bit just to see what the deal is. I never played Crackdown 2. Um, and honestly, I'm not sure from from the impressions that I've been reading around because press got access to it a bit more uh, in the past week or two and they've been kind of sharing thoughts, but it seems like it's pretty much just like a new version of Crackdown 1 and they're not really taking any risks. Uh, so I feel like if you liked Crackdown 1, you'll probably like Crackdown 3. And if you are expecting something completely different, then maybe maybe don't buy it. But if you have Game Pass, you don't have to. So so one that was was interesting, by the way, um, that was it's a little side topic. Um, but all the Microsoft Studios games to be part of the Xbox Game Pass on release day, uh, Sea of Thieves is going to be one of those too. By the way. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean that's already that's already there. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I that was I just Which, saw that I was flipping through the news. And I was like, wow, Sea of Thieves really must not be doing very well. I don't th- see. I don't think that's what it is. I've, I've had this conversation with a few people now of like, and they actually talked about this at the Dice Awards earlier this morning because uh, like a lady that was the, I don't know what position she is, but she works on Game Pass, got up there and did her whole stats and spiel. Obviously, it's super PR, but uh, I don't know if, if the, like, because I think even me too, like in my own mind, it's like, oh, wow, you're putting all your stuff on Game Pass, so that must mean you don't got a lot of stuff <laughs> or it must be like kind of B-grade. But I don't I don't know if that's the case. I feel like Microsoft wants the subscription to work and that's what the future is like in their minds. And, and to do that, to make that successful, you have to have AAA content and they don't have a lot of it <laughs> uh, at this point, at least not the past couple of years because they've, even the new studios that they bought, like you're not going to see the fruits of that labor for a while. So hmm. to to make Game Pass work now, you, you kind of have to just throw literally anything you have on that platform and say, here's the value. And I mean, it, I feel like some months it kind of barely works, but I mean, Forza Horizon 4 is on there, which is, that's probably at least the biggest release that I can remember going on that, which is like, that's a game that at least the following for Forza Horizon will buy. Yeah, uh, and it's worth true. it's worth $60 and they put that on there day and date and they've said that they're going to put Halo Infinite on there and the new Gears is going to be on there. So and I mean Sea of Thieves you can definitely make the case and like State of Decay 2 when that came out you can make the case for those games that's like you know these might have flopped pretty hard uh without Game Pass and who knows if the with Sea of Thieves especially at launch it was really easy to make the case that this is not a $60 product. So why are you charging $60? And But then people are like, well, you can buy it on Game Pass. But it's like, maybe it should have been an only Game Pass. I don't know. Um, but I think the the argument for Game Pass is getting stronger and stronger, uh, regardless of if the stuff that they put on there is a hit or not. Um, I think they've done a lot of good work, though, like just building out their, putting all their first party on it, making that commitment, but then also getting the right uh, third-party games to join ship and like put the bat compat system also works in conjunction with it because if they get good games like on bat compat that they can kind of stick one of those on there one month and maybe have like get that in the news cycle and get hyped up that kind of thing that's true yeah maybe it's not quite as much of a mark of death if they go on on game pass because you brought up some good points that you know it can't just be the spot where you toss all the b-rated games They, they have to have some good games on there for people to be willing to pay the subscription. I mean, because the truth is, that's where they're going to make the most of their money. Um, yeah. If, if you think about well, buying a game once for $60, or if you have a subscription that's $120 for a year, about, because I think it was 60 bucks for six months, um, that over what the total of your lifetime, you're going to spend a ton of money. I mean, for you, it makes sense for somebody who can play a lot of games. For me, it doesn't make sense who doesn't who buys maybe two games in a year, maybe. Um, so, yeah. But even but if if those two games are on Game Pass, it does make sense for you. Uh, like almost at that point. I mean, the gamble right now is because there is a lot of stuff that isn't on Game Pass that it's like if you don't play a lot of stuff, you don't you know, you don't want to make the commitment in case the stuff that you want isn't on there uh, like that totally makes sense to me. But what if it was like, what if they get to the point where a lot of other AAA stuff makes the leap to a subscription based thing like that? I don't know if they'll get there, but I feel like that's kind of what they want. 
not with every single game on the market, but it's like if enough stuff is on there, I feel like then it becomes Netflix of like, I don't, I don't care what's new. I just care what's new on Netflix. Then what I would want them to do, but I don't think they would just because it's all about money is it would be, and maybe they already have something like this because I really haven't looked too much into getting a, a game pass type subscription, but I would want then if you get yeah. a game pass subscription, you get Xbox live for free, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a lot of people have talked about that as well. And I, I share that same opinion. I feel like right now the subscription model for Xbox is really weird because you have to have two. And I feel like, especially for the general consumer, like that doesn't follow the industry at all or doesn't know what either of those services are when they buy a console, it becomes really confusing. And they need, they, they either need at the very least to bundle them and have an option to buy like Xbox, like access pass or some, you know, just buy one thing comes with both and you're done. Uh, but I feel I wish they would just combine them and get rid of get rid of live. Yeah. Um, just have Game Pass be that's what you have, and you get all these games, and maybe even drop the free games that they give people every month. Like I'd be okay with that because like who cares if you're going to keep paying for the service? Um, they could drop the free ones and just put everything into Game Pass. Add the online thing that would make sense, but I don't know if they'll do that. Uh, at least not this generation, I would be interested to see if the next generation, they pitch any different options. Um, but we'll see. I, I read, uh, or I watched an interesting video by Brad Sams at Therat or whatever. Uh, he's the guy that reports on all the Microsoft stuff all the time, but he was talking about his kind of theory on the Xbox Maverick console, which is the streaming box that, you know, they, they're going to supposedly come out with soon. the, the discless version of the Xbox yeah. One S. And his theory was that it's pretty much like a market test that they are essentially saying like, let's put this out now and see how the market reacts to it. And if, they, if they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Then they know that it's okay when they launch the next console that it, if it doesn't have a disc in it. Um, and he said like, maybe they're developing... You know, it's not that hard to add or remove a disk drive probably at this point in the in the process. So maybe they have two options and they're waiting to maybe see like how the market reacts to that. Uh, and if everybody hates it, then maybe it'll be like, okay, scratch that idea. Put a disk, put a disk player back in it. That, that's um, a good point. Or, and, and, and maybe they'll have two cons, like, a, you know, a big boy with a disk and a, and a little streaming box without. Maybe they'll have that anyway, but at least they'll know before so they can get ahead of all that because they don't want the last thing that microsoft wants is to have any bad press around the launch of the next console like they did when the original xbox one launched so i i could see his point being valid if they're kind of going to test it out with an xbox one s iteration which won't really make any waves but at least they can get feedback hmm that's a really interesting idea you know i i i, I still am not sure what i th think about the idea of having the streamless console but at the same time i mean i was listening to this other podcast um it's called the spitballers podcast and they always have some unique weird little tidbits that they talk about and they were they were actually talking yeah. about text messaging and how they have kids and they said you know who well who did you text a lot when you were a kid and they're like well we didn't have texting and the kids didn't really understand that and one of the hosts was like yeah i actually used to uh his name is jason moore he was like i actually used to work at the um uh the, the the phone companies and i had to try to convince people to get texting on their phones and we were all everybody who worked there was like this is a stupid idea why would anybody ever do this when you can just pick up the phone and call them like it's so much easier just to call <laughs> yeah, people so yeah and then now we live in the world where it's like hey don't call me like that's really annoying if you try to call me please just text me you know yeah, hey, I'm not going to answer. You could take that off my phone and I probably yeah. don't care much. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so it's one of those kind of things that where we, we all change, you know, society will change, our norms will change, our interests will change. But right now, I kind of have this like mental block and maybe it's just my old person side coming out where it's just like, I don't know if I want a device that's all streaming. But <laughs> if if they were to find a way to where they could say, hey, I'm going to, we're going to simplify it. You know, Xbox Live is now NFL game or uh, the Game Pass as well. And so it's all succinct into one neat little bundle where I buy my Xbox, I buy my subscription to the games, I'm good to go. And you just, yeah, you just play whatever you want. And that, I mean, 
even if it's like Netflix where, you know, they have most of it. And if they don't have it now, they'll probably will eventually. And then it'll cycle out. Like that probably work for most people. Exactly. Uh, I still think they're probably going to have the, you know, the premium console with the disc player in it for the, you know, the hardcore that want to spend more money. Uh, but for the, but that's not what most people are going to buy. So um, I, I think it could work. I, it's interesting. It's a really interesting time right now because I feel like, Sony is so far on top that they don't even really have to care about doing anything differently. Um, so, and Microsoft is, you know, pretty far behind, at least in terms of units sold, which I, you know, obviously they care about it, even if they don't um, sh- act like they care about it, but they're making so many long-term plays that you can clearly see like they, that, and they're doing them right now in this generation where they almost don't even make sense quite yet. Like, or they're, maybe not the best value or like it doesn't fit where the market's at, but it's like, it might all end up fitting next generation. I don't know. I get, we'll have to wait a few years and see like what ends up happening. But I feel like the people at Microsoft are talking about, you know, way longer terms of what do we do and where's the market going to be in five years? Where's it going to be in 10 years? What, what technology do we have to build to get way more customers? Like not just thinking of it in terms of the way the, console industry has operated for the last few generations um and so it'll be interesting to see the next generation come out and see uh how different it is uh, compared to the last one so moving on to another topic that we have um i was curious what your thoughts on the new anthem in-game details that they brought out uh we had talked previously in some previous podcasts about the anthem content and how we were concerned about how we just don't want to do the same kind of raids over and over and over and over again and would hope that there'd be a little bit more depth to the content. Um, what did you find and what did you see from their release? Oh, yeah, because I, I shared this video in Slack with you guys and I was like, I'm ready. I'm so hyped. I didn't say that, but I was. that's what I was thinking on the inside. <laughs> we um, could hear it. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I still have a lot of doubts, I guess, in terms of the short-term play for Anthem, like if it's gonna if it's gonna launch well for one, and also like if people are gonna take to it, because uh, I feel like there's so many games out right now. One just came out, and it's and EA put it out, and it's free. And I don't, I there's so many things that uh, are fighting for people's time, so it's gonna be interesting to see. But I I also feel like Destiny kind of is is old news at this point like they you know forsaken's been out for a while so it's probably ready it's probably time for the non super hardcore destiny players to maybe move on to something else for a while uh so maybe they could pick up some steam there i i don't know i think from for myself what they showed in their like they did an overview video and they put out like a little chart um going over kind of what their launch plans were and what their first few things that they're going to release are one was like their first I, I don't know really what it is but it's kind of kind of like a destiny i don't know if it's an expansion level content but kind of like their first you know probably story update with maybe like a new area and some new quests and stuff it's called echoes of reality act one is what they call it uh and then there's two other acts that follow but they're grayed out um so and that's supposed to launch in march so that's not that's I mean it's probably like a month out, maybe a month and a half if they wait till last yeah. day of March. <laughs> um, and then they list some other things like uh, they talked about guilds um, and on Reddit in an AMA that they did. They talk about like evolving world stuff, which uh, I don't know. It's hard to read into that a lot. But guilds are supposed to be coming. Uh, some other social features. They have a launch hub, like kind of like Destiny has, where you can like walk around. Uh, with each other before you go out into the world. They already have that in for One thing launch, that was kind of weird um, to me, and maybe I was misunderstanding, it was just the fact that they have this area, and this might be what you're talking about with the launch hub, where everybody who's waiting to go into the game, so it's not just your party of four, it's like everybody, it seemed like, would can be in yeah. this, like, in a sense, a club, <laughs> like this club downtown, shall we say, where you get to show off your gear. And it's <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> It's strange because I feel like it's it feels weird to me because Fort Tarsus, their story area, which is purely single player already kind of feels weird to me um, because it feels a little disconnected from the other game, um, from the rest of the game, not the other game. It's still Anthem. Um, 
but then now they added a hub too and i feel like it's not if it's not connected to fort tarsus like if there's a loading screen between each one it's going to be just like i don't i don't know depending on what else is there like why would you go to the hub like i don't need to just like sit around with a bunch of people and be like hey do you want to join my group (laughs) uh in Destiny, it made a little more sense because it's like, oh, there's an instance in here of like, what, 30 people and and all the story characters are here. So it's just like a merging of, of the story stuff and the uh, hub stuff. Um, and it's, inter- it's cool to see. It makes it feel like an MMO. And that's really the only thing that it does <laughs> because you see people walking around and it's like, I'm not talking to people asking yeah, them to join exactly. Um, so... But it does make it feel like, oh, it's like an MMO when you go back and get your quests and there's a bunch of people here doing the same thing. Uh, but if if that part of Anthem is in Fort Tarsus by yourself, I don't know what the hub's going to feel like. Like just a party zone where you can dance around and show off your... Yes, show off your new thing. paint styles. Um, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show off your thing. I'll, I'll, I'll mention that as a mistake in my uh, phrasing <laughs> next week. Um... um yeah, so I guess on that stuff, I could really care less probably because um, not super excited. The only other thing that they mentioned is they did one of these on, I guess, the Sunday of the beta, but none of us played, I don't think, so I don't, we didn't see it. But it's called a catacly- the Cataclysm is what they call it, where kind of like if you're out in the open world, the weather will start to change and like storms will start to pop up. And then it's kind of like rifts almost will pop up in the world and stuff will start to spawn out of it. and they've talked about that as kind of like an additional uh, piece of end game content. So that's going to be like some of the most challenging and rewarding content besides doing like the strongholds, which is what I was worried about because there's only three. So I don't know. I think I'm a little bit less skeptical as I was um, like from playing the open beta now that they've shared a little bit more, but it still remains to be seen uh, if it has any problems <laughs> when it launches and kind of how much customization there is. I wish they just opened it up to like either the whole game or like a bigger chunk of the game in the beta because it's like you couldn't really get a good feel for, or not beta, demo. Um, <laughs> felt like a beta, felt like an alpha. Um, I wish they opened it up to more of the game for the people that wanted to see what was there because it's like, we didn't get that many drops and we did all the content. Like I guess we could have done more to like level up to the max, like the 15 cap or something. But like, I want to know about like how many different sets of armor are there and like how many different looks can I get? Like, it's cool that I can change the color whenever I want, but it's like, I didn't really get a feel for like, if I grind, if I, if I get into the grind, like, how much can I be rewarded? How much different things can I do with my character? And they haven't really talked about that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm really getting tempted to uh, just buy it and play it. And because I feel like I'll enjoy it. I just don't know how long it'll last. Um, But I do have EA access. So I will at least be able to try it for 10 hours on Friday. Uh, So I'll probably, and I probably won't on Friday, but I'll at least probably get in before launch a little bit like well it's it is launch seriously that's, their launch is so confusing because ridiculously of their confusing. subscriptions <laughs> yeah ea is the worst now it seems like i mean a lot of companies do that kind of thing now but ea is is one of the worst with because they have so many subscriptions too and they have to like incentivize it's ridiculous yeah you're what are you saying uh, go to youtube and look up boogie who is a really a really fun follow on youtube so um I'm sure if you follow us, you've heard of Boogie before. But um, if you look up his stuff, he does a phenomenal video about this specific thing. And he has a little chart at the bottom in which he was like, I don't know why everybody's confused about the release date situation. You know, it's 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 pretty straightforward. If you have this, but don't have this, then you have this situation. And he just like walks through the whole thing like it's normal. But you can tell in his face that he's like, wow, this is super confusing. <laughs> No, yeah, he does a good job of explaining it. Uh, and it is super confusing, but I, yeah. So at the very least, I'll try it with EA Access and and see if I can get a better feel for it. Maybe I want to, I would love to try it from the beginning and just get a feel for like, how are they setting up the story? Like, is it at all interesting? And what does it feel like to 
like unlock your first whatever and like get your first piece of gear and that like start building out your loadout for the first time, which you couldn't really get in the demo because like they just kind of threw you in. And I mean, we did unlock a few variations, which was cool, but I want, I want yeah. to see more of that. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm excited. I, I think it's exciting to have another game in that type of genre and I never could get excited about the division. So, cause the division two is coming in a few months as well. So, or maybe it's faster than that. I'm not sure. That might be coming out this month. Yeah, too. I haven't looked. Um, but I could yeah, never get excited I, I remember about being it. excited at the very beginning because I thought it was a really cool idea of being able to play on like a tablet with people who are on the Xbox and stuff. But I mean, I just, yeah. Oh, the part that they, the part that they scrapped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it was too complicated. Um, man, I remember that. that. I forgot about that uh, trailer that they. <laughs> Yeah, that was at an E3 like forever ago where they they're like doing their, you know, canned mission with the people chatting over like over chat or whatever. And then the guy with the helicopter comes in. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm on my iPad. No problem, guys. Let me drop you some supplies. <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, man, I can't believe that actually happened. I forget about that. But um, yeah, the division has it looks like more division. So if you like the division, I'm sure that you'll like the division, too. Uh and it's in the daytime now instead of everything being at night. Um, but yeah, I could never, I don't know. I, n- I don't like Tom Clancy games in general almost ever. Uh, my wife loves uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. <laughs> Wildlands. Wildlands. Um, Wildlands. And, and Brian and me and Brian play that with her. We used to play that with her like every once in a while. And I just don't like the modern military like theme. It's just kind of boring to me. Yeah, I, I think I played it once with you guys as well. And I mean, the truth is it, it feels kind of like PUBG or not or uh, something along that line where the, it just didn't have the same kind of immersive feel. It felt very uh, distant when I played it. But I mean, it had an interesting concept. It was it, it was fun to watch you guys play and, you know, get in vehicles and get blown apart. And, you know, it was a fun watching yeah, the, game. And it works pretty well. Like, And the world's huge. Like Ubisoft makes incredible looking games with that engine but i just wish they chose a different setting but then if i asked my wife she would say the exact same thing that i'm saying about anything fantasy or (laughs) sci-fi related (laughs) so i guess you know to each their own i'm sure plenty of people like the division so it's just not for me so the next thing we want to talk about a little bit is the massive layoffs that have come through uh with activision blizzard uh, it looks like things are not going so well with Blizzard and that whole process and stuff. So have you heard the exact headcount yet of how many people have been laid off today? Yeah, I've been, I was reading, it was on Kotaku a little bit earlier today. This is probably like an hour or two ago because Jason Schreier has been reporting on it as it comes in. I heard, uh, I think it was like 800, which is is a fairly, I can't remember the percentage, but it wasn't a huge percentage. Um, but 800 people is still a lot of people, uh, because you have to think about like Activision Blizzard is, is Activision, (laughs) it's Blizzard, but it's also like King, the Candy Crush people. It's them as well because they own that. Oh, I didn't Um, know that. And I think the layoffs, the 800 layoffs that they were talking about were all companies, but specifically in the United States this time. Uh, I think they mentioned that they were also going to be looking at their foreign locations as well to like do the same evaluations but right now it's just the u.s um and from what it sounded like from the last it, you can go read the on Kotaku. it's uh from today if you want but it's it sounds like it's mainly it's not devs that are being let go it's publishing and customer service like esports customer service yeah esports staff like a lot of the bloat that i think they just they don't have a lot of games coming out anymore at least not like they used to i don't I mean, Blizzard's never really had a lot of stuff. And especially with Blizzard's, like, they're pulling back on esports pretty hard. I mean, they completely stopped Heroes of the Storm. Uh, obviously, they still have Overwatch League, but uh, I'm sure there's a, a lot of overhead of people, like, that have don't have a place to go necessarily when they cut all the Heroes of the Storm stuff earlier this year. So... Or maybe that was last year. But Boogie again has a great yeah. breakdown of this um, concept and conversation too. He, I, I saw it yesterday and I linked it to you. I don't know if you watched it or not, but he was, he brought up an interesting point that with the split of Activision, Blizzard, and um, 
a bun is it Bungie for Destiny? I'm just pulling a blank right now. Yeah. Oh, so with that yeah. split, um, there should be potentially a bunch of jobs over at Bungie that need to be filled with um with those type of roles for Destiny and everything. Who were working on Destiny with Activision and stuff. So, um. He was also saying that it's been in the tea leaves for a while now that a lot of the tel- the talented developer people have all been jumping ship at Blizzard and going elsewhere anyway. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it sucks that people are losing their jobs and stuff. But he was saying that a lot of the already talented people have already picked up. And he also said that he's been hearing a lot of other businesses have been reaching out to all the people being cut and just saying, hey, you know, come on this direction. And so, I mean, it's a small community type thing so they understand that so they they may be taken care of in terms of uh the employees which is good but i think it does also speak a lot to blizzard i mean you look run through blizzard's games and i mean it's really really is sad because um blizzard is the company that is probably the most prominent and dominant in our generation you know yours and mine brett being younger in our 30s or, or late 20s um growing up it was blizzard 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 they were the cutting edge they were the thing they were the place that they had the games right and watching how they have managed and mismanaged all of their games recently has really been sad and honestly it's it's all coming to an end blizzard is going to not be very relevant for a very long time in my opinion um they was that i was just like uh, i'm i agree with you that like Man, it, yeah, Blizzard on PC over the last like two to three decades. Who knows how long? But at least as far as I've been alive, uh, yeah, you can't you can't ignore it. I think it's oh man, I have so many things that I just want to say. But uh, I think a lot of people are mad at like the Activision Blizzard merger for like oh Activision's ruining the company and that kind of thing. Which honestly is probably some of it because Activision. <laughs> and EA and a lot of those big publishers, they just, they, they have way too high of expectations. I feel like on the amount of money that they need to make and they want to make, because if you go back and read that article too, 2018 was a record setting year for Activision Blizzard in terms of like profits and benchmarks and that type of thing. And they still, um, look at it negatively because they didn't hit the marks that they wanted to. Um, and then they look to 2019 and they have to lower their projections. And that's like, maybe not the complete reason for the layoffs, uh, because obviously there's been a lot of shifting around, especially in Blizzard, but, um, and Activision, you know, with parting ways with Bungie, but it's, it's just so many of those big, huge, massive, both like AAA developers, but also publishers specifically, I feel like just, man, it's it's over-evaluated in terms of like they expect so much money and it's getting to the point where I don't feel like you can make that much money <laughs> or like it becomes like a very real flip of the coin where like if you're, if you make 10 million instead of 15 million, oh, that's not good enough. We got to fire people. Like it just seems like that, that story is happening too often of in too many different places over the past few years of big huge company doesn't make enough money but they still made a lot of money but it's not it's not yeah enough. it's it's uh it's, really, it's very much so depressing where we, back in the day when video games first came out people made video games not because they wanted to make money but they wanted to make a, an awesome video game they wanted to make a game that they wanted to play for generations and generations and now the the the, the businesses came in and realized hey we can make a ton of money if we abuse this industry and i feel like that's kind of what started to happen is it's started for especially for some of the bigger ones so like ea specifically and activision like you were saying the microtransaction piece is killing it um the they're killing the older gamers a lot of the older gamers don't want to spend any sort of microtransactions in their games they want to be able to just play a game from start to finish because of the experience in the game itself um, they want the replayability will be the fact that the game itself is replayable, not because I want to go in and buy the next skin and and go go crazy with that. Um, a lot of people felt, yeah, a lot of people felt like that's what killed right. Overwatch a lot was the um, they the shift oh, to cosmetics. The, like all they really they didn't really bring out new heroes very very often. When they did, it was just kind of odd. 
and they just shifted everything to all about cosmetics. Yeah. And when it seems much more unstable uh, than it used to be, at least at least it used to be more like if we don't sell this number of boxes, that's not enough. And we're going to have to think of things differently, which is a very simple thing to uh, put forward because you have to sell this many units. And if your game's good, it probably will, hopefully. And if you market it right and all that. But now it, it becomes with the microtransactions and the the long period of time that games are staying relevant and both profitable, um, it becomes way more confusing and way more, well, I, yeah, like I said, unstable because it feels like they just keep wanting to top themselves, but they're not necessarily doing that many new things of value. They just kind of like expect like, oh, we need to monetize this more or we need to put out this, like it just feels so greedy um, I, nothing against microtransactions in the right form because I'm, I I feel like that's a valid means of monetization. Uh, it has been abused a lot over the past few years. But man, it, it just creates an unstable environment, especially when they are being greedy because you can't keep pushing that forever. And eventually this happens and then you have to either split because people are so fed up or fire people because you don't like it. It just creates a giant mess. Um, and I feel like you're seeing that right now with Activision Blizzard a little bit. I feel like you see that with the split with Bungie because they're so fed up about like the decisions that have been happening over how they need to monetize their game and the release schedule that they have to have. And you've seen it with EA just crushing the release of certain games like like Battlefront 2. And yeah, man, it just keeps happening. So I hope that lessons can start to be learned, but it doesn't seem like publishers are learning them right yet. Yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, running through the games that Blizzard has and stuff and what they, how they've kind of spit in the face of their, their clientele is, I mean, you have WoW, World of Warcraft, and a lot of people have speculated the most recent expansion is one of the worst ones they've ever done. Um, pretty much a rinse, recycle, repeat kind of a thing. Um, and so there's a lot of people falling out with that. And then you have Diablo where they're like, hey, you should play this on mobile instead of your computer. And a lot of the... <laughs> Do you not have phones? Yeah. Don't you have phones? It's that that was a terrible decision as well. Then you look at uh, Heroes of the Storm. They just couldn't compete with like Dota or League of Legends. And then it just it died as well. And then Hearthstone, they again jacked up Hearthstone. And so now nobody plays that really. And then they got, you know, Boogie said it so perfectly in his video. He said they got the golden egg of Overwatch. And they still found a way to jack it up where, <laughs> yeah. you know, everything was going great with it. They then shifted to go with cosmetics. And then I was watching a video uh, from Siegel, who, if you don't know, is he's an ex-professional Overwatch player. And he had a 20-minute rant. Uh, it was published, I think, about a month or two or maybe or so ago. Um, and he just went off on... The, the the hard things that the reasons why overwatch is going to die and i actually somewhat agree with him because we've kind of had this kind of situation uh which i'll explain explain in a second uh but we didn't know we always thought it was just like us and we needed to find a new way to counter it and everything um but what they made with with overwatch is they've they've made it oversimplification of two hard counters where the ultimates are too um too good the players counters to other players is too strong and so what you do is is you see what the other people are playing you flip your character to the counter and you don't even have to be good at that character you just have to be present and you pretty much counters the other team and you can roll and counter everything so pretty much what happens is everybody just keeps countering 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 countering, and you get stuck in the same characters being played all the time and it's not fun anymore because you don't get to play the characters that you want to play. It's not as open and free to where you have an, a natural inclination to be good with X character. And so you want to play them all the time. Now it's where you're playing your character that you, uh, you're playing and you're having a good time. And then you realize your guys are getting rolled constantly. And you realize, all right, well, I guess we got to flip it and do three tank, three support. And if we don't, we will lose. And it's like... Well, that's stupid because not everybody wants to change their character. They want to actually play a character for they are. So 
Overwatch isn't dead yet. I, I still think there's a lot of people who like it and still will play. And I think they can fix it and they can counter it and they can still be successful. I mean, we still have fun because we don't play competitive. And I think that's the key is if you don't play the competitive, you can usually find a way around it. Uh, but their competitive leagues are pretty much getting go- are, are going away. You look at all the traffic for their websites and stuff. Um, they're all dropping significantly since last October. They've almost uh, lost about half their their traffic to all their sites. Um, so there's something going on with Overwatch as well. So I mean, you look at all the different things with Blizzard. I mean, it makes sense why they're laying off. It makes sense why everything's kind of falling apart. And I mean, I would say within the next few years, who knows what they're going to even have anymore. Well, and here, let me try and organize my thoughts a little bit. I, To be fair to Blizzard, to be fair to the Overwatch devs, I feel like when Overwatch first came out, uh, it was very much that same type of game experience, maybe on a smaller level and a simpler level because there was less heroes, but it was still very much like a, a counter team hero game. So you have to pick the counter or you're going to be at a a huge disadvantage. Um, I feel like it's kind of gotten messier based on just, they have so many heroes now. um, And, but it's still very much just like if you don't counter like this certain hero or that certain hero or their entire team, you will just get rolled. It doesn't usually matter how good you are, especially in our case where we're not like insane we're decent at some of the heroes, but a lot of times we can't play those heroes or can't be effective because we have to counter uh, something else. I think I've always not really enjoyed that type of game, um, that gameplay loop of having to counter. Um, but I do really like Overwatch because I, I I love the design of the world they created and some of the hero design that they do. And I do have a few heroes that I really like playing. Uh, so yeah, I still really enjoy the game. I just feel like it's that format of gameplay is i don't know almost becoming stale a little bit when you have all this new stuff coming out that isn't following that format um and in terms of the decline of blizzard i i don't know if i i can't really speculate on like you know how long are they going to last how long is overwatch going to last but i feel like overwatch is still overwatch like they really haven't changed it up that much because of the heavy focus on like just releasing more skins and releasing more like events around holidays and that kind of stuff, which is really boring. Like it's, it's the most boring type of content you could, I could think of. Uh, But then when you look at all these new games coming out that are, you know, maybe based around the same model, but they're new games. Uh, So it's like, it just becomes more enticing to be like, Oh, I'll just go play this. And there's a lot of free games coming out too now that are, uh, just it's like they're fun and they're new and they maybe they don't have a hard counter i mean apex legends just came out and that's almost the complete opposite where it's like it's also hero-based shooter it is a battle royale but uh it is not like a counter-based system uh at least for the most part it's more about team synergy which overwatch also has but it's not really about like if i am in the final circle with another team and I have this hero, but they have that hero, I lose. You don't run into that situation with Apex Legends. Granted, there's way less heroes, but I just think their design concept was not about having to pick based on what the other team picked. It was about picking what you want to play within your team, which I very much prefer. And I don't know what kind of game Overwatch would be if it was that format. Uh, It's hard to imagine, but I don't know. I just, for me, Overwatch is... I still really enjoy it. I feel yeah, like we'll keep playing it definitely. at least for a while or coming back to it. But it's just it's just showing its age, I feel like, because it's been around a long time. And Blizzard is showing its age because they have not yep. innovated in yep. any way in <laughs> any of their franchises in so long. I mean, and I'll speak, you talked about WoW. It's like, yeah, WoW, WoW is probably the one that's maybe closest to my heart just because of how long I've yeah, played that game. Seriously. I mean, you played that game for a long time too. Um, and I... I've come back to it every year for every expansion. I came back this year and I, I enjoy the heck out of that game. Like regardless of if it's a good or a bad expansion, I have it every year, but this year was particularly um, really rough for the hardcore committed, which I'm not a part of because I usually don't stick around past the story and a little bit of the end game. But yeah, man, they just really botched it. Uh, and it was a mess and a lot of stuff was broken and the pacing was 
ridiculously terrible for the end game. Uh, so I don't know. Um, there's just a lot of, I feel like they're just showing their age. They need, I don't know if they need new talent or if they just need to take more risks uh, and Activision isn't letting them. I don't, I have no idea what the problem is exactly, but yeah, uh, they need to do something differently. Uh, and I, I'm still very excited for, you know, what their next release is, regardless of what IP it's in. <laughs> I'd be, but uh, maybe not the mobile game. <laughs> but uh, so I, I still have a, like an excitement around Blizzard, but it's just sad to see um, them kind of not be the same Blizzard that they used to be in terms of they, they used to like take so many risks and. Uh, I mean, they've always iterated on other people's products, but now it just feels like the thing that they're iterating on is the microtransaction model, which is not, it's not fun and it's not exciting at all. Uh, so I, I don't know. They need to do something differently. So we'll see in the next couple of years if I, they haven't announced anything for a while except for Immortal. So I don't know. It'll be an interesting yeah. Yeah, uh, end of the year if they have a BlizzCon. Because I don't know what they, I don't know what they would show, um, and people are going to be <laughs> yeah. ready for something. Oh, that will be a fun time. That will be fun, unless they cancel. Like I mean, they ha- they haven't had BlizzCon every year, but for the for as far, long as I can remember, they have for a while. But there has been years where they've skipped. Uh, so I don't know if they do skip. That's going to be a sad notion. Yeah. Uh, because then that means they actually don't really have anything yet. Uh, but I hope that they can come out with like. You know, here's our here's our new game. Here's Diablo Four that you always wanted, and it's awesome. Or you know, that's so, like what the hopeful part of me wishes for. But we'll see. But yeah, speaking speaking to the the counter to one of the reasons why maybe Overwatch is failing is uh, Apex, <laughs> and I I want I want to talk about Apex because I've been try, Apex trying. Apex is the new hotness. Yeah, Apex Legends. I don't like calling it Apex Legends because it feels like it's a weird name. The yeah, the colon legends just makes it feel like a mobile, like a mobile game. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't say that uh, because we were not marking our podcast as parental advisory. Excuse me. I'll, I'll say that. I'll talk about that next week during mistake. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, I've been trying to play it like here. I still haven't played that much of it, but I played with Brian, played with, we played with Dom a little bit and I played with uh, my other friend yesterday and it's pretty fun. I, I feel like I'm close to saying even though I'm not sure about Battle Royale for me as a genre, I think it's my favorite one of all of them at this point. Um, have you had favorite. any experience with it? Yeah, I had some experience. I played with Trevor Laux. Um, and I think I talked about that last podcast a little bit where I had my little experience and kind of walk through what you do and some of the positive negatives yeah. of it and stuff. I still haven't had a chance to play with you yet. Uh, maybe we can play tonight, actually, if you have some time. Um, maybe we can get... Yeah, I would. For sure. Yeah, since we're doing the podcast um, early, maybe we'll be able to do like one or two rounds of it. Um, but but I really like it. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, I really like it a lot. I like the I, again. I like the in, innovative side of it. They took a game that is battle royale that is very basic and very straightforward, and they listened to people's frustrations and they brought them in to adjust them and change them without making it overly simple. Um, it's still a very complicated game. And what I like is that there's still a certain amount yeah. of, I mean, the reason why I like battle Royale games is there's a, a fine line between skill and luck with that game, with those games. The skill is you obviously have to be able to point and shoot. You have to be able to still have the ability to shoot people in a first person shooter. The part that's luck though is the fact that there are items spread everywhere. And if you're lucky enough to get certain items, that can drastically increase your chances of winning that round. So if you get any gold gear or gold weapons and stuff, you get special abilities and stuff that go with it. Um, and so trying to find those is always fun. It's it's kind of like it itches that... Um, that mystery type where you're constantly looking like, ooh, I wonder what we're going to find here. Ooh, I'm going to find here, you know. And when it's it's more fun. It's more fun in Apex for some reason for me than it is in uh, like even Blackout or PUBG or don't we don't really play Fortnite, so I can't really speak to that. But man, it's fun to find loot. I, I think it's partially just because of the visual style that they have for me and like the color coding system with like 
oh man, I just found a purple armor, like psyched. Uh, you don't have to think about it as much. You just get the visual cues uh, and that's yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, I, you can keep going. But I was just going to say, it's man, it's it feels really good to loot scavenge in this game compared to some of the other ones and for me. And the other thing too is I like how they make it quicker too. So they, they make it, so yeah. when somebody dies, they drop their crate and the crate will glow colors depending on the highest level item they have in there. So if it's glowing gold, you know they have a gold item that you want to go pick up. Um, if it's going purple or blue or white, then you know kind of where they're at. It make it very quick to say, hey, is this going to be worth my running out in the middle of the field to go loot that box? Or should I wait until a little, a little bit to see if things kind of clear out? Um, or can I use it to bait other people to come out? You know, if there's a big gold box in the middle of the field, some people are going to run towards it to see what it is and you just snipe them off as they get closer. Um, so, yeah, no, I, there's a lot about it I like. There's a lot of really cool – it's very smooth. It's very clean. Um, it, it is kind of fun. The UI is is probably – the UI has to be the best yep. so far yep. in a Battle Royale game that I've ever seen. It's, uh, it's awesome with how they do the – like – the cues with the colors for starters, but also like telling you, you know, if an item that you're about to pick up is better than one that you already have or worse. How the item or, to, that you attach to your gun when you pick up a new gun will automatically transition to the new gun. That is awesome too. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And the ping system, I haven't really. Oh, the ping system. I haven't really I love the ping gotten used to it. It does like see, the game still has a pretty high learning curve. I just feel like when you learn it, it makes way more sense to me than it does in some of the other ones, or I learn it quicker, uh, maybe. Yeah. But the yeah, the ping system I haven't uh, gotten used to using that much yet because I've been trying to just figure out how to shoot the guns, but um, and not panic when I hear anybody running up behind me. But uh, I, it is really super useful, and I've heard like other people, so many people talking about how it's just it's so simple, but it like revolutionizes how easy it is to play. Um, both with your party and with random people, just being able to ping a location on the map. If we should go here, being able to ping an enemy for like, this is where somebody is. I just saw somebody or being able you can even ping an item. And it's so crazy that they did all the voice work to be like, if you ping like a specific gun for your team, your character will voice like, Oh, I just found a devotion here. Uh, or I found level two armor here. Like it's crazy that they did all the work to voice for every character, every single item and everything that you can ping, which is, it's crazy, but it's, it pays off uh, big time. I think. I don't know if you knew this as well, but I sent the video um, last night of some things that you, you can do in apex that not a lot of people knew. And I wish I had, I, I can try to pull it up while I'm talking here. Cause I want to give credit to everybody who, um, you know, when I listen to their stuff or, you know, I see their stuff, I want to make sure I give them credit um, as well. So it's not my, my knowledge, you know, that I'm, trying to disseminate out to everybody um so it might take me a little bit to find that i can find that. the source if you want to uh okay. talk about it that'd be awesome um so they talked about how you can actually climb there's little balloons i guess throughout the game that you can climb to and when you get to the top it will automatically launch you again like you did when you came out of the plane so what that means is is you can quickly move around the map at a faster rate uh, i had no idea that that was even a thing um so, yeah, and you can also ping the inverse. So you can actually go to your inventory, which I still need to pull up. I haven't messed around. I haven't played enough to know all the controls to be able to open my inventory. But you can open your inventory and see that you're missing an attachment, uh, like a scope or something. And you can actually ping it and say, I need a scope. And it will say, you know, like you said, they did all the voice acting for it to say, I need a scope. And so when your team is out there, they can ping a scope and then boom, you guys are communicating oh, yeah. very, That's very cool. effectively. Oh, and then you can claim it too. I, I saw somebody do this the other day where like somebody pinged, here's a scope. Uh, here's a scope over here, like level three or whatever, whatever it is. But then you can look at that ping on the map and say like dibs. <laughs> and then it'll call that out and mar and it'll like keep the marker up for you on your screen specifically. Um, so I haven't used that yet, but because I've only played like a handful of times, but yeah, it's just a genius. That was a, by the way, a Jack Frags video, um, who does, at least from what I've seen, mostly shooters. He, I've seen a lot of his Battlefield Five uh, videos lately, but I guess he's trying out Apex. He's probably pretty good at it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I think he's kind of shifting away because Battlefield's been having some rough stuff out there too in their community, and so I think he's exploring yeah, the idea. Have to go 
where the numbers are. Yeah, at exactly. Least try to. Yeah. So, I mean, I like I said, I'm right there with you. I've been dying to play Apex Legends again. I'm actually really bummed. I was telling Serena when I was putting together the party, I was like, okay, I want to let you know I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to help. I want to make sure everything gets done. <laughs> but I'm like, I also would not be upset if we get done early and I can still go play with Brett and Brian. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, we'll see. And the truth is we ended up um, my – uh, so my wife's aunt was here. Uh, her name is Verna. Uh, we, me and her end up spending a lot of time opening up the 10 inch white candles. So big candles, they're like in silicone wrapped in plastic. I spent a lot of time with her opening those candles and we made this massive 60, uh, tied together cake looking type cake for my mother-in-law it was, it was cape looking tight yeah, honestly there's so strange like here's this pinterest thing check it out it looks great and you look at it and oh yeah the pinterest thing was amazing every candle is the same height every candle is straight up they had like this it looks so beautifully daintily um little ribbon that went around it and i was like wow that looks amazing and then you look at ours and ours looks like a teepee it was so bad <laughs> Um, that's so funny. We ended up actually taking like a little container and filling it with sand and just sticking the candles in the sand. So they just stood up and so they looked better that way. But anyway, that was not really video game related. But yeah, that's what I ended up doing that night. And I, I just, I mean, in the back of my mind, I was like, I want to go play Apex. But but I knew I'd have other times to play with you guys because poor Dom moving right now, actually, he just was saying his flight was delayed. So he's not. Yeah, he's, coming to the States. Yeah, coming to the States, Dom. We know you want to hear that. So, you know, leave leaving that foreign country of Hawaii. If anybody's listening yeah. from Hawaii, we love Hawaii. I hear it sucks over there. <laughs> yeah, we hear it sucks. No, no, he's moving back to the States. His flight got delayed um, because I don't, he said it wasn't because of the whole snowpocalypse in Seattle right now, but because he's flying into Seattle. Not to give away your information too much, Dom, but don't worry. There's. We have two two followers right now, you know, one in Italy, woo, and uh, and the other one. Actually, I don't know where where the other guy's from. I didn't look at that, but anyways, besides the point. Besides the point. Moving on. Come back to APEC. Speaking, I have another cake story. Actually, oh, yeah, uh, I love cake. Story. It's actually it's actually a donut story. I just made me think of it because of the party. But we just had my wife's sister got married a couple weeks ago, and we were responsible for making something on Pinterest as well. for the cake topper at the wedding um and it was it was basically two donuts for the bride and groom so one chocolate and one white and he is from fiji so he is a little bit chocolate um uh and then it was like two donuts and then the bride has like white frosting and a little makeshift veil and then those little you know like googly eye things on the front yeah uh, and then some beads like sugar beads or something. And then the, the groom donut had like a black top hat, uh, made out of whatever. I don't know what they made out of it on Pinterest, but, and then they both had little shoes. Um, so yeah, we had, we were in charge of making those and I think they turned out okay, but it maybe not quite as good as Pinterest, but they fell over halfway through the, <laughs> the reception, <laughs> but, uh, but they, cause we couldn't figure they're heavy. So especially with, we made the hat out of fondant. So it's like, how do you, we had toothpicks all over the place, like holding everything up. Um, but they stood up for the photographer to take pictures of them. So at least long enough for that. There you go. There you go. That that's, that's a positive. It, and then they told us, the bride and groom told us later that they actually ate them. And we were like, oh. Did they eat the googly eyes? <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I think, actually, I think they might have been sugar eyes. I'm not sure. Uh, hopefully. Um, they looked like googly eyes, but they might have been made out of sugar. But yeah, I hope they took all the, I don't know, had my hands all over those things. I washed them though. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, back to Apex. <laughs> um, I really want to play tonight, so we should... Uh, if if you have some time because i after playing it i suck at it uh i haven't won a single game i got third i think is the closest i've got third squad uh and that was pretty much just from hiding and then just getting annihilated i've got a few kills um every once in a while but yeah it's good so if if you're listening and you uh and are all interested in battle royales uh, or shooters it's really fun you should go try ipex it's free and it's on Xbox and PlayStation and PC. 
Yeah. Well, I hope everybody had a good week. Um, and I hope everybody gets a chance to go try Apex Legends. Um, and if you do, you tag us in some videos. Um, maybe Brett and I will take some screenshots tonight and tweet them about our games. Silly times of us dying because we're probably going to die quite a bit. Um, but I hope you all have a great rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, see you next week.